Hello, and thank you for listening. I'm Audra Nelson with Center for Talent Development at Northwestern University. Today, we're talking with Daniel Winkler, visiting professor and coordinator of gifted education at Cleveland State University. We're discussing overexcitabilities, a topic about which Dr. Winkler recently wrote an intriguing dissertation. Many scholars believe that gifted students are neurologically overexcitable meaning they are more sensitive, intuitive, empathic, and physically and emotionally more aware than other people. This link between overexcitability and giftedness has been written about for more than three decades. Listen through the end of the interview, however, and you'll hear why Dr. Winkler questions the connection between overexcitabilities and giftedness and what he thinks his research means for gifted students and their families. Dr. Winkler, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So our listeners are a diverse group of parents and educators, some of whom have never heard of overexcitability and others who are really well-versed on the topic. Could we please start with a brief definition? What is overexcitability? I think the best very brief definition of overexcitability is that it refers to significant responses to certain stimuli, and typically one of five kinds of overexcitability, psychomotor, sensual, imaginational, intellectual, and emotional. Okay, and could you describe each of those, please? The uh, first two are kind of more of a physical variety, psychomotor and sensual. And psychomotor is being more hyper, loving to move, kind of maybe having a tick, overactive, these kind of physical manifestations. Where sensual is kind of more of an excitement by or a pulsion by certain stimuli. You know, think of your senses. You know, do, you, do you have a kid who really can't stand the feel of a shirt tag or hates the way the socks feel or hates a certain texture of a food? Mm-hmm. These kinds of sensual things, they may be really in love with some of them, they may hate some of them. And the other three kind of overexcitabilities, they're more about the life of the mind, and those are the imaginational, intellectual, and emotional. The imaginational is kind of like the kids who like to spend time in their heads, they like to think of games and daydream. The very younger gifted kids might have imaginary friends. The intellectual overexcitability is more about... It's not the same thing as intelligence, which is important to point out, but it's kind of the joy of thinking through problems, the love to theorize, the love of systematic analytical thinking. And emotional, that's kind of the most multifaceted and diverse overexcitability, but it's generally like an emotional excitation and a variety of things. They may have an emotional memory attached to a place that's a stronger emotional memory than a normal person has. Sometimes they get more happy at a stimuli than a normal person might. Often there's a great deal of anxiety in these kinds of people. So those are kind of the three that are more about the mind. The other two are more about the body. And they, of course, all interact as well, though. Okay, thank you. I can see how some of these descriptions might describe some of our CTD students. But let's get some context. Who came up with this theory of overexcitability in the first place? So the guy's name is Kazimir Dabrowski, and he is a Polish psychologist and psychiatrist who lived in the kind of early to late, mid-late 20th century. Basically, he was really interested in the moral development of people. Sometimes I think people can hear the term overexcitability and think of it as a negative term, uh, something that parents have to manage in their children, for instance. But it sounds like Dabrowski viewed it positively as a means of becoming a better person. Is that correct? I think Dabrowski would say it's a positive thing. You empathize, you feel with someone else. You imagine what their life might be like, to imagine how to walk in their shoes, 
and you have the ability to kind of actually question and analyze your intellectual excitability, this kind of different life. How did you get started on this dissertation and thinking about overexcitability? So I'm really interested in morality and how morality connects to intelligence. And I thought that looking at gifted kids and their moral nature would be an interesting project. There were lots of cases where non-gifted kids and gifted kids weren't that different on their OE scores. OE being the brief shorthand for overexcitability. I just thought, well, there's kind of a disconnect here. You know, if you really like brass tacks with the literature, that's not necessarily always the case. And I just thought those discrepancies are always interesting because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of those sometimes in life. Talk to us about your research, comparing your research and what your goal was compared to what has been said in the past about overexcitability and giftedness. I kind of started with that discrepancy and I started reading more and more. And I found out that there have recently been more people who have questioned this relationship. And they've kind of questioned the idea that gifted kids are more excitable than non-gifted kids and adults. So in the end, you refute the theory that gifted kids are neurologically overexcitable? Yeah, I just think it's a more problematic relationship. I think people who tell you gifted kids are definitely overexcitable, I think that's kind of a... If I was a parent, I'd be very leery of that. What should parents think, then? What is the takeaway for the gifted community from your research? When I was a kid, my parents said, don't believe everything you read in the newspaper. I think that's like the way parents should approach anything they read online about overexcitability and gifted kids. Even if someone has a PhD and they're talking to you about this, you know, approach it very critically. Be very questioning about it. Think to yourself, is this, are they describing my kid? I've heard to take research with a grain of salt before, but I have to tell you I appreciate hearing it from an actual researcher, so thank you very much for that. You've definitely opened the door to debate, and we thank you for that, and you're moving us forward in our understanding, along with all of the other researchers who are studying this topic, so I just want to thank you uh, for doing that. And is there anything else you'd like to share? The only other thing I'd say is trying to currently publish or working on publishing a better version of my dissertation, and if people are interested in that, dissertation is freely available online. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Winkler. I really appreciate you joining us, and we'll look forward to following your research in the years ahead. We wish you all the best.